Welcome to the Kinkist.com podcast, the safest, most comprehensive and educational space for kink, alternative lifestyle dating, connection, and community anywhere on the web. Our goal at Kinkist is to make the experience of connection one of substance and importance in this ever-increasing world of superficial monotony. Are you tired of online communities full of ghosts, bots, catfish, and time wasters? Does a community built upon the pillars of consent, education, and radical inclusion interest you? Head over to kinkus.com to sign up to help us create a community of people dedicated to consensual play, fun, education, and creativity. Kinkus.com, where we ask, what are you into? I am your host, The Real McCoy, longtime lifestyler, BDSM practitioner, and educator. Hello, everyone. I am your host, Matthias Omatola, author, intimacy coach, alchemist, teacher of Tantra and cosmic sexuality, practitioner of conscious kink and transformational BDSM. All right, folks, here we are. Here it is. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah, we're back for an, another amazing show. Yeah, that's right. Keep it going. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna, you're gonna be very excited to hear today's topic. <laughs> so here we are on the topic of the day, and the topic of the day is etiquette, rules and etiquette for, or I guess I should say it the exact way, best practices for your first sexy play party. Yes, yes, yes. What here we go? Do here we go? And and this is a great topic because a lot of people are interested in the world of kink and they want to dip their toe in. And you're like, oh, okay, I want to go to this party and maybe I want to do something. Maybe I don't. I don't know. But what do I even do when I get there? So what do you got for us today, brother? You got you got got some key notes I saw here. Well, yeah, I mean, if you guys are thinking of attending a play party or a kink party or, you know, one of a mix of kink and play, um, just some things to keep in mind and things to discuss with each other if you're going as a couple. I mean, obviously, if you're going as a single, then these these rules kind of apply to you from a singularity perspective and you have to check yourself as far as boundaries go. But if you're going as a couple, you know, first and foremost, you're going to want to talk about boundaries with each other. You're going to want to be open, honest, and talk about hypotheticals that could happen. You don't want to necessarily set expectations because it's bad to have expectations at a play party. You know, maybe it it might be a swinger party. So maybe you, you don't want to have expectations that I'm going to play with someone tonight or I'm going to play with this person tonight because you're making the assumption that that person wants to play with you tonight. So you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. So you don't want to have expectations, but it's okay to talk with your partner about hypotheticals. That's, that's very healthy. You know, you want to talk about, well, what if, what if this does happen? What if I do play with this person? How is that going to make you feel? Um, Talking about boundaries. Maybe you want to set up boundaries with each other where um, you, are only doing soft swap tonight, meaning, you know, you're only going to maybe allow some heavy petting, some kissing, you know, maybe some oral, but definitely no penetration. Um, Or maybe you want to talk about if play does happen, 
do we want to be in the same room together when that happens? Or are we okay with being playing play happening separately? You know, uh, I've seen many times uh, couples come to a play party, walk in the next room, turn around and walk in the next room and they see their partner playing with someone or even kissing someone else and they lose their mind because they haven't talked about it. So first and foremost, talk about hypotheticals, talk about potential boundaries that you might want to consider as a partner going into a play party. If you're a single person, then you might just want to consider what your own personal boundaries are so that you could express those once you uh, interact with someone. Yeah, that, that's an excellent point. And I would say even before getting into boundaries is have an intention of why do you want to be there in the first place? Like, okay, we're going to this party. Try and get clear. Are you just trying to get a lay of the land? Are you just, this is your very first one. Are you just trying to see what's there? Or are you really trying to get engaged? And I think what you brought up, brother, is great is the hypotheticals kind of creates that fantasy, right? It creates that mm -hmm. idea of play and creativity. Oh, you know, if somebody I like and they like me and they're ready to do some things, what would we be comfortable with? Like it, being able to imagine some of those scenarios is going to help you out. Also, if you go in, just stick with whatever your rules are for the night, trying to change things and the mm -hmm. heat of the moment. It could be like, you know, it, it's playing with fire. You you haven't really worked in the space before, so you might not be emotionally adjusted or you're aroused or your partner's aroused or whatever the case may be. So just have a game plan that you can just stick to it the entire time. And then you can have feedback afterwards to say what things worked, what things didn't, what you would like to try at the next one, instead of going in, having some type of negative, or like you said, some partner freaking out because they saw each other playing, you know, when they didn't discuss those different things. And now they're kind of traumatized and that kind of hurts you for the mm -hmm. long run. So don't try and, you know, do everything in one night. If it's your first go, give it some time. Definitely talk about fantasy scenarios. What is your intention? What you would like to leave with the evening with? Like, oh, maybe we interacted. Maybe we made new friends. Maybe we did some heavy petting or we were able to watch other people and see what that brought up for us. But don't go in with expectations of play because, you know, you could be disappointed. And then I've seen people argue and, you know, I would say even, you know, for myself early in the swinging days is I would go there with the expectation of my partner doing more work or doing these different things. And that didn't happen, but I didn't mm -hmm. really communicate it well. And therefore, now I'm feeling a little bit weird and it's just weird. Right. So go in yeah. with very clear expectations. Yes. And, and you, you brought up a great point. You know, you and I have been in the space for so long. We've made these mistakes. And this is why, you know, we talk about these types of etiquette and rules and just things to keep in mind if you're looking to go into this space and, and have this experience. And, and you brought up another great point about not renegotiating your boundaries once you've come into the play space. I mean, if you guys both come together and you guys look in each other and you guys make an agreement that, you know what, maybe we do, both of us do want to go forward and maybe do a little bit more than what we negotiated. That's one thing. But when one partner is trying to renegotiate the boundaries in the midst of the, the time or in the session, you know, we don't do that in kink. We don't renegotiate in the middle of a session. You talk about it before. And then once you put the person in subspace, you don't renegotiate in the middle of a scene. The same thing is, is said when you're um, going to a play party and, and possibly having a, a swing session or another kink session with somebody else. You 
don't then try to renegotiate with your partner what their boundaries are for the night. So it's, it's, it's yeah. important to be on the same page. Yeah, just just trust that. Trust that the things that you said outside are the truth because there is so much energy at a party. And if you know, it's super exciting. And I have to tell you, like the first time going to a party, and even now, you you never really know what you're gonna get. It's like, you know, life is like a box of chocolates, right? You never know what you're gonna get. And that's <laughs> at a party, you you might be like, Oh, I'm gonna get one thing, and then you come in and it's got completely different things. There's so many different parties, and if it's something that you don't know or you don't expect expect you could be in for a shock <laughs> you can you could see things or you could you know you're going to be feeling things that you haven't felt it's a lot more energy than just about anything and it's sexual energy so it's really really powerful I remember one party that I went to, a little little story time, right? So I remember one party, it was like, ooh, it's a hotel party. So I'm thinking, uh, you know, this, this might be classy. I'm like, okay, it's a Marriott, fine, whatever. It could be a hotel party. And I remember getting in and go, getting in the elevator and it was like, okay, the first couple round of people that were in the elevator, I was like, okay, they're, they're not that attractive, but Hey, who knows? There's a lot of variety in this world. <laughs> I'm not going to make too many judgments, right? I'm just going to, we're just going to show up. And I was there with my partner and we're just going to show up and just get the lay of the land. And I remember we got to the room, like, okay, kind of walk in the room and it was nothing but dudes everywhere. <laughs> it, was, it, it was like, and, and it was like the must in the air of just a whole <laughs> bunch of guys. And I was, my partner's very attractive and I was walking and I could just, I could just feel like the drool as we, our, their heads turned as we kind of <laughs> walked in and we made it about halfway in and I think we saw like maybe another couple in another room and you heard some things, but it was definitely much more of a gangbang than it was a play party. <laughs> it was like, whatever's happening uh, here, the numbers just don't match. This is, a, you know, an absolute red for my partner and me. This is not a thing. So gave my head nods and then we were out of there. And the expectation was a play party. So, you know, yeah. and that was, and luckily we've had several, you know, before that. So we had beautiful mansion parties, beautiful people and dancing. So we, we had an expectation, but when you don't know what's going on, it could, it could be anything it, like they, there's so much and it depends on, you know, the advertising and, and, and stuff like that and who referred you or if you're just finding something online. So just be ready for anything. Just go in, stay close, communicate or nonverbal communication, you know, and, and then, you know, make your move. But if I was like, oh, no, we should, you know, go from here. I knew it would just been a disaster. But luckily, it was just just wasn't for us. But anything. Can yeah, def folks. definitely ask uh, questions. Ask the host, you know, what kind of party it is, especially if you're finding out about this party on like a fat life or um, someplace online where you don't you don't possibly know the people involved. Um, if you're just, maybe it's a club, you know, there's plenty of sex clubs all over the country and in Canada that you can find on FetLife and they, they host play parties all the time. Um, most often you, you do have to be vetted or recommended, but not always. So some of these places are public. You just go in, you sign up for membership and you're able to access. Um, I suggest finding someone that's willing to take you for that type of, of event. So you can maybe get an idea of what to expect, but there will be a host usually to kind of guide you through 
through the club and give you an idea of what the rules and what the etiquette are when you do go to those more public uh, style clubs. But I think what we're what we're trying to really give you guys an idea of, of etiquette and practices for is for like a, a, a more private house party, play party, um, possibly orgy type situations. Um, this is where it becomes most important, especially when when we're dealing with sexual uh, transactions with each other. Um, so it's, it's very important to have some kind of rules and etiquette and baseline in place so everybody knows how to act. Yeah, definitely. So, and, and these, these things will, you know, carry over from, you know, private events, like you mentioned the different clubs, which I would strongly recommend as well, because those events are going to be possibly a little bit more curated, or they sometimes have orientation night where you can kind of get an idea and you mm -hmm. can ask a lot of the different questions versus coming in and things might already be at a level beyond your intensity for both of you. And you didn't even know it. You just thought it would be one thing and you're, you're stepping in and it's a lot more intense, you know, because a lot of times, once again, if you haven't really experienced it, it is very, very new. It's not something that we're very used to in our culture being around people you don't know in a sexual environment. So just keep that in mind that it's going to be new. It's going to be new for your system. These, This is something that society has not just you know, leveled the playing field to say, Hey, this is just something that we do and it's okay. So there's a lot of things that usually come up. So someone guiding you into it, having some type of orientation. Um, the other thing I would recommend for your first time before we jump into the next key point is definitely get there earlier than later, right? If this mm -hmm. is your first party, getting there so you can feel how the vibe is and how it's building up and you know meet people before things really get hot and heavy if you're coming yeah. in a little bit later or a little bit before door close things could already have escalated and it could already be too much for your system you're a newcomer you're, you're new to this mm -hmm. this is it's totally fine but if you're there from the beginning you get a vibe and you get to see how the vibe builds over time yeah yeah, and how it builds up and how how it starts. I mean, if you if you walk in and all of a sudden you find, you know, 20 naked people in the room all piled on top of each other, that could be a bit shocking. So you definitely want to try to get there early and see how that progresses so you can see how it unfolds and and how people interact and how it comes to being 20 naked people rolling around <laughs> on the floor. Yeah. It's a magical process. You'll love it. So uh, let's see. You uh, Next thing on there are some uh, things. What to bring. So this is a great one. So what should you be bringing to your first party? So most parties that you go to are going to have condoms and lube for use, but they ask that you provide your own. They ask that you bring your own. This is just a courtesy that we have because everybody wants to be safe and they want to be helpful. But you you will not always be guaranteed that there will be condoms or lubricant at a play party. So it's very incumbent upon you guys to bring your own stuff. And it's 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 good to know, you know, maybe your partner is is latex, allergic to latex. So you're going to want to bring a non-latex non -latex condom. Um, and have that for use for other maybe males that are going to be playing with your partner. So it's important that she has some of those condoms as well, not just the man. And it's important that you guys both have your own lubricant as well. I mean, most of the time that's, that's a female problem, but uh, it's, it's important that you both have a little bit of it with you. 
Um, yeah. So another thing that you might want to bring is an outfit change. I mean, some of these parties, you know, they're they're you show up in a in a in a dress or a cocktail dress, and then it progresses maybe to some lingerie, and then maybe you want to change into some different lingerie. You know, if it's if it's more of a casual party and it hasn't progressed to the sexual play yet, so there could be sometimes two and three costume changes in a night. I've seen depending on how exhibitionist people want to be. Um, another thing to bring is, you know, if it's a pool party, you're going to want to bring your own towel just to be courteous. You know, I know from, from my perspective, when I have parties at my house and everybody goes through my pool towels and just leaves them all for me to wash at the end of the pool party, you know, I feel like a little bit put out. So I try to bring my own towels and uh, just be courteous to the host and make sure that they're not yeah. left with as much mess as possible. Um, another thing is maybe said, some Don't forget to bring a towel. <laughs> That's a, that's a, Don't forget to yeah. bring it down. <laughs> yeah, that's right, folks. Don't forget. It's <laughs> so another one is uh, maybe PJs. You know, later on in the evening, as people start to kind of wind down and and want to hang out a little bit more and get into that cuddling mode, you know, they bring they bring a set of PJs and just kind of hang out. Especially if it's going to be an overnight situation where you're going to stay overnight. So and if you are staying overnight, uh, you're going to want to bring clothes, a change of clothes, and some toiletries and things like that. Um, pro tip, I will say, even if your party has food and snacks and, uh, all that jazz, it's important to bring your own bag of little snacks and gums just to have, just in case, you know, you go, we, we get really physical at some of these parties. So, you know, if, if things go long, maybe you're drinking a little bit too much, who knows, maybe you're doing some, some drugs, you know, sometimes parties have, have drugs. So, don't don't overdo it but if you do it's always good to have just that little bag of snacks cuz you sometimes you just come out so famished and and the food's all put away but you got something in your car and it's it's thank you I, I finally brought something for myself and here's a Gatorade and we're good to go so that's just a pro tip to have um yeah. and i would and say that's also about it the, that's uh yeah yeah the, i mean to tag along all of those cuz those are all great suggestions but to to tag along all those yes yeah. your, your condoms your lube for you and your partner that's you know safety first we always want to go with safety bringing the towel and i would say that's also something worthwhile just to bring even if it's not a pool party folks <laughs> like if yeah. you're bringing the yeah. towel <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna say bodies in motion there can be a lot of sweat perspiration all types of cleanup if you have your own little towel you're going to prefer that versus wiping it just wherever oh, yeah. it can get, you know, things can get heated in, in these different things. Oh, um, and wet wipes, wet oh, wipes. Yeah. Those are good. To Another pro tip. Yeah. yeah bringing the, the wet wipes. That's also <laughs> huge. Um, the PJ, something comfortable. That's also huge. At the end of the night, you want to be comfortable, depending, especially if you're driving someplace. And once again, if this is your first party, I would also really suggest keeping alcohol or any other substances to a minimum. So you can really yes. process because once again, you set up if the not at all. Ahead. Yeah, if not, yeah, uh, not, if at, not all. at all. You exactly. want to enjoy it. You want to enjoy it to its full perspective. Then you really need to see it sober. Yeah, yeah. You you want to be able to do that or negotiate with your partner ahead of time. Like, okay, we're going to each have a drink or something like that, mm -hmm. where you where you understand where you're at. Because one of the things when you negotiate all these things, you're probably going to negotiate it sober. Hopefully, you're going to negotiate the, the whole scenario sober. And if you go in there and then 
you start taking any substances and now your inhibitions are lowered or your yeah. mental state is adjusted. It's not the same person who went in with the certain boundaries or intentions or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And we all have seen the, you know, if you've been at a traditional club, it's, you know, the boyfriend who had too much to drink who's acting a little too aggressive or the girlfriend yeah. who's had too much to drink and she's a little bit too friendly with everybody. Too and, <laughs> yeah, or too, or too emotional. And these, these are just the situations that would have been avoided just without the substance. So just keep that top of mind. That's another really big thing. And uh, hydration, hydration, hydration. Like, so yes, definitely mm -hmm. bring your snacks, but you definitely want to stay hydrated because it's a lot of energy. It's more than what we're used to. So just keep those things top of mind. Grab yourself, yeah, any type of electrolytes. Get Brondo if you ever seen the the movie. Movie. Um, what's it? Oh God, what's the name of the movie? Brondo drink. Uh, Idiocracy. <laughs> if you ever seen Idiocracy, Idiocracy. get some Brondo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's classic. Brondo. So that'll, that'll get some Brondo you. in you. Get some water. <laughs> you know, get because it has electrolytes, right? So these are the things that are important yeah. to, to to keep you nice and healthy. So let's dive into some of the other uh, rules and etiquette, and, and especially for the house party. And I think that's one of the big things is when you're stepping into yeah. a party, know the rules of, of the road and like the lay of the land. What is, you know, castle doctrine? Whose castle you're stepping into and how do they like it maintained and respected? Yeah, everybody's going to have their own rules, their own different rules for a play party, but there's definitely some baseline rules. I mean, our our group, we pretty much share our boilerplate uh, notes and, and rules and etiquette that we send out for all our parties. So we've just shared that across the board and it's just a copy paste into our invites. Um, so, but you know, some, some of the baseline things to remember as far as rules and etiquette um, are, you know, number one, consent. Always. You, know, you always, 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 always ask to touch, to kiss, to hug, to even really kind of be in the same space as somebody at a swinger party. You want to make sure that you're not over invading someone's space. You know, say someone else is playing. You don't want to be hovering over them or, you know, you don't, if, if you're trying to be voyeuristic. You know, it's it's accepted. Everybody wants to know that it's ex uh, needs to know that it's accepted to be voyeuristic. But ask, you know, if you're invading into a room and somebody else is playing in that room, hey, is it okay if I watch? You know, that's okay. Yeah, but ask, and, and ask, that's a, ask for consent. Con consent, especially at play parties, is extended far beyond what you normally look at because there's a lot of different situations. There are, you know, depending on the situation, you might have group play rooms. Just because a group's going on mm -hmm. doesn't mean everybody wants you touching. You know, any person that you're yeah. going to be interacting People are usually very comfortable with indirect contact, like, okay, your foot rubbed against someone as you're stepping over a body. Like, that's, you know, excuse me, yeah. pardon me, coming through. That's all fine. No one's going to really, uh, you know, freak out about that. But if you're going to engage with, with someone, you definitely want to have very clear consent. May I blank whatever the blank is <laughs> you know fill in the blank mm -hmm. but get clear communication i think you also brought up a, another great one is just someone's space sometimes there'll be different playrooms that couples or mm -hmm. two couples might break off into or whatever is broken off into and then just as you're entering the room if they have the door open sometimes people will you know stay at a distance and that's kind of expected outside the room seeing what's going on but if you're going to step into that room and you're going to be in that space that's when it's like hey is it okay if i'm i'm in here i just want to 
watch or yeah. is it okay if you know me and my partner play in the corner while we watch like doing something like that more often than not the door is open for a reason they're happy to share but you want to know to what degree that's just getting that clear mm-hmm. consent yep absolutely <laughs> So you want to you want to handle this next one? Yeah, definitely. And this one goes back to safety. So consent will initiate any type of engagement, right? So that's the first and foremost, and it's always going to be primary here at Kinkist is consent is number one. And then what happens after consent? Well, it's safety, right? Now that we're going to be participating in any type of sexual activity, we want to make sure we're safe. So always use condoms, right? This is just sex ed 101, like use a condom. Mm-hmm with anyone that's not your committed partner or partners, like if you're not really set up and even if you are, if they're playing with somebody new in those different situations and maybe they're in a committed partnership or one of your polymores is, you know, a little bit more active and they are sharing with somebody new, wear a condom that night, just keep it safe. Because Mm -hmm. if you don't have the opportunity to go through all the protocols, all the testing, checking and backlogging all that, it, you know, the STI will kill your joy around mm-hmm. anything sexual for a significant amount of time. And then the whole idea of parties is off, right? And this is your first party, yep. once again, determining where you are. So just be super, super safe, right? If it's, if you feel like it could be an 11, but you're playing at a seven that night, you're not even that engaged. That's okay. There'll be other nights, you know, just take your health oh, yeah. really seriously as yeah. And, and that of your partner and everybody involved, trust me, more people will want to play with you when they see that you're putting time and care and your partner as well to know that you're putting that time and care and that safety that they're cared for, that you're caring for yourself. That's something that's very, very attractive. And that could be something that is very unattractive. If you see somebody, you know, being careless or, you know, is not taking that time, that, that could be something that's like, Ooh, I don't mm-hmm. even know if I want to do this anymore. When, when you see that, because you understand the risk from pregnancy to, to STIs, it's, it's just a big deal. So just don't even question it, just bring it and work with it. Yep. Yep. Be safe. Be safe. Absolutely. So well, another thing is, one. um, yeah, a lot of parties um, mandate that you have recent test results. Even though we play safe, use condoms, um, it's still it's good to have informed consent about you know who you're playing with. You know, maybe there's some uh, STIs that need to be discussed, such as HSV one. HSV one, you know, seventy five percent of us in uh, get cold sores, uh, but that's HSV one. It's transferable. Um, that's not always coming up in, in, uh, in your everyday testing. You have to f- ask for HSV testing. So make sure that you find out from your host if that's required to have is HSV testing along with, um, swabs. You, they do anal swabs. They do throat swabs. This is something that I wasn't aware of, uh, you know, when I first got into the lifestyle that you can get uh, oral gonorrhea or oral chlamydia or anal, uh, chlamydia and anal, uh, gonorrhea. And it's different from regular genital, genital gonorrhea. Um, but it's important to make sure that you get your, if you're anally active, you get your anal swab. If you're orally active, you get your oral swab. And it doesn't matter if you're male or female, you, you know, if, if you're active in these areas and you're giving, uh, oral sex, then make sure you have your throat swab. Um, and, and then they, they do the regular, uh, uh, urine test for, uh, 
for genital uh, gonorrhea and chlamydia and all that. Um, they're real easy to get. AHF, you know, you can go uh, locally here in Southern California, and I think they're they're kind of all over. Um, they're a big one, or I know uh, Planned Parenthood does it, or you can just yeah. go down to your doctor if you have insurance, and and they'll do a, a, a quick uh, STI test for you. But uh, most yeah. uh, Quest Diagnostic is also you a good have. one. Quest. Oh, yes, Quest, yes. Yeah. And then S STI stitest.org will give you a local testing uh, facility in your area as well. Um, but uh, it's most hosts will request that you have test results within one week to no more than 30 days before the party. Um, and I check with your host and make sure what their actual dates and what their requirements are, but it varies to anywhere from one week to, uh, to 30 days from within the date of the party. Yeah. And, and try and time out your testing as well. When it comes to that, it's not like, okay, let me load in as much play before the party, you know, and expose people to yeah. a, a lot. It's like, oh, this is my third party this week. It's like, wait a second. <laughs> like tr yeah. try and I'm like, it, sometimes things just, you know, match up and depending on how much of a, of a slut you are, I'm not going to name names, but depending on how much of a slut you are, you might go. Hey, to hey, 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 I didn't I say that when you name my name. <laughs> <laughs> so you might go to multiple <laughs> events and, you know, just be aware of that and, and, and then also, once again, using protection. So the idea is that you're minimizing the risk and minimize the exposure for the kinky swinging community, the kink community, the, the you know, open community, whatever it is. You just want to keep everybody safe and happy because if you take a look at the numbers in some places, the numbers are going up in a lot of places. So mm -hmm. it's, you yes. know, it's important to know that these things are out there and they're out there with sexually active people. And that's what these, you know, these are what the kink communities are. We're very active, you know, in the play space. So just keep that in mind when you're doing your testing and try and leave some window to make sure that you're not bringing anyone new in. You have all that information. So when you're mm -hmm. in group play, everyone can feel really safe and you have peace of mind too. Not like, Hey, my bad guys, everybody has to go get antibiotics now. <laughs> like that's, that's on me. I didn't, you know, yeah. just, you know, look out for each other. Yeah. And, and protect, protect each other as much as you would want to be protected. Because remember you're, you're sleeping with this person and every person that they've slept with from the moment they got tested until the time that they slept with you and vice versa. They're slept, they're sleeping with every person that you slept with from the moment that you got tested and got cleared. So try to try to keep it under, you know, <laughs> under a, a reasonable amount of, of partners before you engage in these parties and, and keep it safe. Keep it safe for everybody, including yourself. Yeah. And, and moving on, we mentioned as far as condoms and lube, but once again, toy cleaner. So maybe you're going to go and you're just going to bring toys mm -hmm. and maybe that's something you're comfortable with. Bringing toy cleaner. Also, if you're going to be using any dildos, condoms on toys is another great thing too. Yeah, It just it makes things really nice and easy. So doing that and definitely, once again, between partners or between anyone, clean up, use new condoms, all that. It's Once again, it's one-on-one sex ed stuff. But it's just something to really keep top of mind because when you're horny and your things yep. are really active, you know, you could just be in the heat of the moment, but just really make that a practice from your first party moving forward. It's, it's just, mm -hmm. once again, really good hygiene habits. Yep. I'm going to say that again because I want to make sure people hear this, what, what you said there, Matthias. Make sure that you change your condoms between partners. Easy. Done. That's it. 
new hole, new condom. That's how it works. <laughs> That's how it works, folks. All right. So um, this is a great one. So if conflict does a co- does occur, don't cause drama. Like that, that's a big one. You don't want to disturb everyone else's night and everyone else. You take it home to discuss it and, and don't get involved with anybody else's drama. That's another thing. You don't want to amplify anything. And if any of this stuff starts, usually host will ask somebody to leave. And, you know, to minimize that, this isn't, this isn't, you know, a, a live video. This isn't entertainment for the internet. These are these are very intimate moments, right? These are very vulnerable spaces. If something is coming like that, you should be able to, to, you know, take your partner by the hand, whisper in your ear, like, "Hey, we need to go." And here's another thing: yeah. don't leave the party without your partner. If you come together, you leave together. That's usually no. just a standard yes. rule. It's like, okay, if there's anything going on. Great. And it doesn't even matter if you guys step out and you break up at that moment. Guys, just leave. Take separate Ubers. Do whatever you are. Don't leave and then have, you know, the one person go back and create more drama. Mm-hmm. And then it's, it's just too much. It's, it's just not necessary. Especially, once again, this is your first party. Things didn't work out well for you. Totally fine. You can save it for next time. Or maybe it's not fine and things need to be worked out. It's not going to get worked out at the party. That's one thing I'll just let you know. So just keep it, once again, pro tip, if any drama or anything happens, step away from the crowd, step away from those active rooms, have a little light dialogue. And if it can't be light or anything, then you know you need to leave, right? If someone's having something emotional or things are coming up and you can talk about it in a gentle way that's not dramatic. Once again, it's not just like, hey, everybody okay? Like, yeah, we're just talking about some stuff. Cool, that's fine. Emotions come up. You're being supportive of each other. That's healthy. If they're shouting, if there's, you know, throwing any types of fits and tantrums Mm -hmm. and things like that, you gotta go. It's just, you gotta go. It's not going to get better with you and a bunch of strangers and, and sex and alcohol and party. (laughs) Like, it's not like, oh yeah, this is the place to work out our drama. Absolutely not. Right. You know, take the, take the L as they say, you know, take like, okay, there's something else that we have to work through. Otherwise this wouldn't be an issue. So let's just go ahead and go thank the host. If you see him on the way out, but just get out of there. Yeah, and I'm and I'm sorry, guys. If you if you know that you already have a history of causing drama in a public space, or you know, uh, having fights in a public space or in front of people, don't come to a play party because nobody wants to see that. Yeah, it's just not welcome. Or if your partner is a drunk and is a violent drunk or any of that stuff, like you should know ahead of time and just avoid it at all cost. Right. These are once again, you have you have places that will have security. You will have places that are, you know, official organized events. But then you'll also have like house parties and nobody wants to be experiencing that within their home. They might already have close, intimate friends. You're a newcomer. Just, just keep that. Uh, yeah, just keep, save that for the streets. Right. Nobody wants to see that. That's for yeah. a world star. A whole different, whole different thing. <laughs> That's some world stars. Let's <laughs> jump into the next uh next Yo, one the here. next one we love we love the next one the next one Don't uh everybody's people. worst nightmare every everybody's worst nightmare when you're at a play party you know and you're 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 in the intimate moment with somebody whether it be your partner or somebody new and then you're you look up and you're in a group of people and you look up and all of a sudden you just see somebody's dick dangling in your face you know and i can tell you right now it's disconcerting it's 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 interfering it's invasive 
don't do it. It makes you look like an asshole. I don't care how much you know someone. Don't feel like you can just come up, dangle your dick, and expect somebody to do something with it. Okay? And and yes, <laughs> yes, it does happen. I can't tell you how many times it's it's happened at parties. And, I, you know, unfortunately, I will say this. There have been a few occasions where I have been an offender in my early years. That, and somebody had to tell dangler. me. I've been, I've been that guy, you know, so I learned early on, this is not okay. Yeah. So I will pass that, that little bit of advice to you since I was able to get it from somebody that cared about me enough to give it. So would you say that, uh, you will pass the baton on that one? I will pass, I, I will pass the dick dangling baton happily. Yeah. So, so don't do it. And once again, it goes back to consent folks. So if somebody doesn't want you, you know, within that periphery and that hasn't been discussed ahead of time, it, it you know, especially just be mindful. It's like, okay. Yeah. It's not like, oh yeah, I'm here to show off and show that, you know, here, here I am. Yeah. You can, you can do that for, from, you know, afar. You don't want to be in someone's you know, space and, and think about it. Once again, it's like most people are comfortable outside of arm distance. If you're going to be with inside someone's arm distance where they could reach out and touch, touch you, then you, you need to start talking about consent. That's, that's usually a really yeah. easy one when it comes to touch. And then once again, if people are being active within a room or a closed space, it's not group oriented. It's, you know, common courtesy to just when you're walking in to be able to announce that instead of, you know, Hey, there's a pile of people. I'm just going to get really close. Yeah, just jump right in and dangle my dick everywhere until it till it's grabbed and taken a hold of. No, please don't do <laughs> till that. You, till you get until you get a nut, you know, until someone nut checks you. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> just a little, little cup check, real quick. Just yeah. <laughs> cup check. Yep, cup check. Yeah. So moving on to more safety aspects, uh, you want to take this one? Yeah, definitely. And this is something that we mentioned early on, but we're just going to double back here. And that's don't overindulge in drugs, alcohol, party favors of any type. No one likes a sloppy drunk um, or being too high to function. Once again, this is a very highly active area. There's a lot of things going on. And once mm -hmm. again, if you already know your limits when it comes to alcohol, agree on that. Stick to that. Know that, hey, two drink maximum, one drink. Maybe we'll do one shot when we get there. Just take the edge off. Or, you know, we're going to go in really mm -hmm. sober because we really want to soak this up. And that's what I would strongest recommend is doing the whole thing yeah. sober once, right? If you're If you do like enjoying a glass of wine or anything, that's great. If you can do the whole thing sober and have a good time, it's going to be that much better when you bring anything in versus oh, I have a really good time when I'm sober, but if I'm not, I can't have a good time. Yeah. So that's that's something else just to be aware of and, and within yourself and your partner. Yeah, be responsible. As, as they always say, be responsible. Drink responsibly, do your drugs responsibly, or don't do them at all. I highly recommend, as Matthias said, you know, come into your first party, maybe your first couple parties until you can navigate them sober. Don't do anything that's going to change your headspace or change your state of mind. Yeah, you want to build good habits while you're sober so that those habits are automatic by the time you're taking a drink or something like that. Now it's not like, oh, okay, now all of a sudden I have bad behavior. No, you know right. your routine. You know you know where you're operating from. And to close it out, right. most you don't importantly, want to be used. Yeah. No, I was going to say Go you on. don't want to be using it as a as a crutch to uh um to inhibit you or give you that courage, you know, if you need that in order to, um, 
approach people or to engage with people, then uh, maybe it's, you know, it's not the right environment for you. Um, it, I've seen plenty of people that need that that liquid courage to be able, be able to engage, just take it a little too far. And all of a sudden they're the asshole in the room. So don't be that person. Yeah. And being sober is, is a great way to avoid any of that risk at all. So closing this out, once again, most importantly is have fun going in with good intentions, a good yes. mindset, right? That you're in there to enjoy yourself, enjoy the scenery, be able to experience something new, be it just something that you're looking at or something that you're going at this together as a couple, just knowing like, oh, we're going to have a story to tell after this. Even if it's terrifying like mine, like, <laughs> okay, you might just be walking around and be like, Whew. all right, that was extremely uncomfortable. You know, that could be a thing. Or you could be like, oh, man, everybody was so nice. Everybody was so beautiful. Okay, that's if you came to one of our parties. You know, hopefully yeah, that's, that's yeah. going to be the response. Like, everybody's <laughs> so nice. Everybody's so friendly. It's, you know, it feels like everybody's been best friends forever. So, you know, just go there with that type of attitude and bring that to contribute positive energy, even if you're not going to be sexual that night just bringing positive energy into that vibe and that that's going to help you in the future as well everybody's going to want to be able to party with you or, or just have a good good feeling about that you know get to know people socialize and getting there early is going to really help with that and then you know above all things if you're going to engage in any way sexually always 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 consent 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 mm -hmm. yes yes consent safety all that jazz have fun and until next time, like we always say, stay, stay kinky. kinky, my friends. Are you tired of online communities full of ghosts, bots, catfish, and time wasters? Does a community built upon the pillars of consent, education, and radical inclusion interest you? Head on over to kinkus.com to sign up and help us create a community of people dedicated to the consensual play, fun, education, and creativity. Kinkus.com. What are you into?